You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about building your sales process. So for many entrepreneurs out there, if you're anything like me, you might say that you hate sales. Um, And I know that sometimes people talk about sales being a bit of a dirty word, but I've come to realize that it doesn't have to be. Over the last few years, I started stepping into sales on a deeper level, and I think it's quite fascinating. Now, I still don't like it, but I have a better relationship with it. (laughs) Um, And and as we are talking here uh, to mostly entrepreneurs, right, we know that we're busy folks, and we know that one of the things that we know we're supposed to do is delegate, right? We need to stay in our zone of genius and we can't be all the things. We can't be the best at all the things. Um, So that's why I'm super excited uh, to talk to today's guest, Natasha Hemingway. Natasha helps corporations, startups, and entrepreneurs just like us master their authentic sales process and sales strategy, achieve meaningful success, and maximize their sales wins by bringing the heart not the hustle. Um, I can't wait to learn more about everything that Natasha has to share with us. Welcome to Eloma, Natasha. Thank you. I am so, so happy to be here and happy to talk about my most favorite topic that most people hate, which is sales. <laughs> well, I, I'm excited too, because yeah, I'm one of those people. Um, and it, it truly fascinates me, people who are like, I love sales. And I'm like, so yeah. grateful for people like you, because I just don't, I'm just not that. I'm just not. So anyway, Natasha, what led you to your current niche and what do you believe is so important about doing the work that you do? Yes. Okay. So what led me to my current niche? I'm going to try to keep it brief, but literally I'd probably have to go back to college, graduate a biology degree, love science, brain, nerdy, all that. I'm also an Enneagram two. out myself real quick. I'm a- <laughs> the helper, my wings, they're neck and necks on the three, which is the achiever, one perfectionist. The reason why I say that I'm kind of hot mess is I tell my husband and other people, but I'm a good one, a good hot mess. (laughs) Um, But I think it explains kind of my personality and my journey of how I got here because I try to be very transparent no matter what stage I'm speaking on and what podcast I'm on because we are in the day and age of very, um, of visibility, right? So people Instagram, they look at these pictures, they assume stuff. And I'm like, listen, I did not wake up like this. Okay. As Drake says, yeah. oh, no, I did it. <laughs> this has been a process. So yeah. came to my college, thought I wanted to go to med school. Then I was like, no, I'm not paying any more money, any more money. Right. And I don't want to be in school that much longer. I want to go make yeah. money. I want to get out of the world. So I was like, I could not be in anybody's chem lab, bio lab. I will drive them crazy because I love people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, being in a chem or a bio lab with people and petri dishes, no, not my jam. Can't do it. So I was like, I've got to find something because I've paid a lot of money and I'm still paying on that, like back then, right? That yeah. degree that's going to marry the love for science that I have in people. And so I actually it was like the time where pharmaceutical sales was like the it job. Like you come out making more than your parents, seriously. Yeah. I bet. So I went into that. I got into it. Um, and I'll say it was not diverse. So I was like the only black female, um, literally my division region, all that. So it was like a big deal for me to like, kind of crack that door open and kick it open and get in. 
spent um, 16 years in it. It's like all mm. I've ever done is sales. And so I cut my teeth very early um, coming out of college, right? And then going through their training and coming out and talking to uh, physicians, right? And specialists mm. and sergeants, like you learn very quickly what you're not going to do to them in sales, how you're not going to talk to them and how you better learn how to bring value and ask good questions in a very short amount of time because they're in between seeing patients or the end yeah. cases. So it, I mean, it just, honestly, I just, I learned so much very early. And then I went into the medical device industry, which is a whole nother level step up from pharma, um, way more money, way more fast paced, but way more cutthroat. And you okay. sales in general, like you don't perform, you don't say you don't have a job period. They're not going to play around because it is a sales company. Right. And so cut my teeth there. Um, did both the rep and the management side been promoted on both ends. And that all of that led to, which that's a whole other story. We'd have to probably part the podcast, but <laughs> I'm out and say like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. Right. It, it really wasn't that it was a process of, you know, really evolving. I We lost our full-term son in 2013. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was in the running for a promotion, which I would have been the only African-American female territory sales manager across the division, across the country. And so it was like a big deal. And it takes eight quarters, so two years, where you have to be 100% or greater at that quarter every single time. Wow. If you drop below that, you start all over. That two-year clock starts over. Then you also have to be checked off for like performance management, leadership, all these things. So it's a very, very big accomplishment and deal. We lost our son. You don't get maternity leave when you lose a full-term child. Sad to say. Wow. People are shocked, but it is what it is. That's healthcare. But um, you, I, so I remember in that process, we ended up dipping down a quarter. And so we didn't hit that. We were like at 98%, didn't hit it, ended up having to start all over. Then I finally got the promotion. I also quickly got pregnant after we lost our son, get the promotion, come full swing, right? Get the promotion, excited, all the things. And then to only find out about maybe six months later, I ended up getting pushed out of my job. And it was devastating, Kylie, devastating because I'm very much a loyalist and achiever. I'm very big on team. I'm a former competitive gymnast. So team matters to me. And it's just like, it was such a gut wrench because it honestly changed everything. It changed everything about, you know, what is my purpose? What am I looking? What am I working for? Why the hustle? And in that process of losing our son and then becoming pregnant again, you know, I went through obviously a lot of grief and just like, do I even want to be on this earth anymore? Like it was And I say this, Kylie, just because I want to be very, very transparent, um, because I don't want anybody to look or hear me and think I've arrived. Like I'm, I'm a me too, right? I'm just like you. If you're listening, we've all been through hard things. We've all had to evolve and change and grow. And sometimes that growth in those periods are very, very hard, but it's my faith that keeps me anchored and my why, why do I do what I do? And that started with, I want to honor my son with my life. If I'm going to stay on this earth and I'm going to keep pushing forward, I'm going to honor my son with my life, with the work, with what I do, how I impact people, how I serve other people, right? Mm -hmm. And so we got pregnant, like I said, quickly after that, had our son in 2014. I go back in for the running. I get promoted, get pushed out um, and never had an HR violation, never a write-up, nothing. So it felt very disheartening. 
Yeah. Um, it felt like something that had been taken away from me. And I quickly understood how much of my identity was wrapped up in that role and title. Right. Yeah. So I went through a big stripping season, Kylie, of, oh, okay, God's telling me I can't go back there. Like, I can't, it is over, it is done. And so, like, what? And then it was into a first step that came by confirmation of just stepping out. And first, I started out with health coaching. And I'm going to health coach because I'm a former gymnast, better gymnast. And somebody had been talking to me about it. And I was like, okay, got confirmation, prayed about it. I'm like, if I take this leap, I'm like, it's a leap. But we had talked to our financial advisor, planned for it. My husband, ladies, if you're listening, make sure that when you are making leaps or you're doing things and you're evolving, that you are only sharing your vulnerability and intimate things with people who are for you and people who will step in and have faith for you when you don't have it for yourself. I call it seek wise counsel, right? You should be okay. seeking wise counsel because yeah. everybody's not able to hold your visions, dreams, and goals, right? That is such a good call out. Yeah. Because sometimes we will talk ourselves out of something based off of someone else's response about what we told them that we want to do. And I'm like, careful with that. That is precious information. That is seedling. That's a seed, right? And you have to put it in good soil and it can't be other people contaminating that. Side note. So my husband had faith in me when I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it was so apparent that I could not go back to that, even though it was lots of money, very comfortable. I've done it for 16 years. Easy. I could have honestly went to another company, asked for more money because of my tenure, um, yeah. promotions, things like that. So, but it was very clear. I was not supposed to go back there just in regards to my faith. Right. It was like, mm-hmm. God was like no door closed. So then I stepped into health coaching, did that. We said we'd give it a year, talk to our financial advisor. I got eight months in, Kaylee. I mean, Kylie, excuse me. And I was like, Kylie, I was literally like, oh, this is not it. This <laughs> is not yep. it. Yep. And we I'm go like, through that. Yeah, I'm like, I can sell ketchup to a girl in a white t-shirt. I can sell ice to an Eskimo, bring it on. Like, what do you want to do? What you I can strategize it, biz dev it. It's my thing. Yeah. But it was not budging. And I had to sit in a season of surrender. And that means letting go. I had mm-hmm. to all of that because I was upset because listen, my relationship with God, I keep it real. I'm like, you told me to come here. You told me to do this for what? Right. Like, huh? And what's the plan here? Yeah. What's the plan? And I always say this respectfully, whatever your faith is, I just can only talk about mine. Okay. Um, but I was like, oh, this is a season of surrender. There was a lesson learned in that stopping point which I learned a lot, which led me and serves me very well in coaching and how I coach and consult is I learned through health coaching, you cannot teach people work ethic and you cannot want something more for someone than they want it for themselves. Right. Yes. That's and this is so relationship, true. Right. It's coaching. This a relationship. Right. And so I understood that, picked that up. And then I started and it went into my next move as I sat and surrendered for four months of doing nothing and people having to, people would ask me, oh, what are you doing? I'd be like, I started out throwing up my old resume. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I having to validate and justify yeah. myself? I'm actually in a season of, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. And so I got to that place. And I'm like, actually, right now, I don't know. I'm doing nothing. I'm volunteering at my son's school, subbing there, trying to just figure it out. Right? Yeah. So then it came, the next step I took was, um, got opened a door for me to go into a speaker training, coaching training program. It was for nine months. It took me to speak internationally, all these things, how to develop a brand. And then it went into coaching 
because people were asking me like, hey, can I work with you? And I'm like, uh, I, no, you could catch me in the next city. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know what to tell you. And they were like, oh, do you do therapy? Do you do you go, do you do meetings with people? I'm like, no. I'm like, what are these people talking about? And I kept telling my husband, my husband was like, oh, maybe they're talking about like, what's that, that lifestyle coaching? I was like, what? And so he's like, I don't know, Google it. And I was like, life coach? I'm like, no, not, I'm not that. Um, and so it kind of just started evolving. I just sat with it and I was like, oh, meaningful success. That's literally what it was, meaningful success coaching. And that was helping women go from career to calling because it was the journey that mm -hmm. I had. To. And I had the back end biz dev skills and stuff. Yeah. But people, clients afterwards be like, oh my gosh, like this vision's more clear. My mindset is there. Um, I'd walk them through a cycle. It's something I keynote on now. It's the thing that God gave me in my surrender season to get out of it. But anyway, shifting them from fear to faith, speed up the story. I'm like, nope, I'm helping these people. And they'd be like, well, do you coach on sales? Like, I need to know how to sell it. That's great. I have a plan now. How do I sell this? Natasha? I'm like, been there, done that. I don't do it because it was in my bio, right? It's on my LinkedIn, all those things. And I'm like, I don't do that anymore. So I would refer people to a business coach. And then people would be like, they don't coach sales. And they would come back. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Go take a course or something. I don't know, but that's not what I do. Not and my then, problem. <laughs> Yeah, not my problem. And then a friend who owns um, a marketing agency, she said, hey, can I speak to you about something like something that's on my spirit, it's on my heart? And I'm like, yeah, I trust you. And she said, why are you not serving women in the way that you are gifted and called to do? And it's the way that they need you. They need you. They're asking you. Keep You keep saying no. And man, when she said that, it was literally like a matter of the heart just like cracked open. And I realized I was still like angry, upset, not angry, but like mourning that thing of like, no, I'm not yeah. there. And then I started realizing like, oh, my branding marketing manager said I need to do something on sales. My first business coach said I need to do something on sales. And I sat down and talked to my husband and he literally, when I told me, he's like, I've just been waiting for you to arrive because this is where, uh, this is yeah. where you're impactful. This is where you are. It's your thing. And he was like, go for it. But Kylie and everybody listening. That meant tearing down my whole brand that I created that was on me mm -hmm. success coaching, content, mm -hmm. um, that cycle, the fear to face cycle, all that, like creating a whole new thing, brand, website, copy, um, tools, yeah. resources, everything, strategies, Systems, processes. Yep. Yes. Everything. Yep. And relaunching it. The best way I can explain it is it was like, when I was doing meaningful success coaching, it was like the trickle. Like if you turn on the faucet, it was dripping. It's yeah. nice. It's working. But then when I said yes to going back to my roots and what I knew God was saying, go back because yeah. now you're ready. When I did that, it was like the dam open. Yep. And it was just like so much abundance and people and clients and impact. And it's like, this is where I am. And I've been here ever since. And so I know that's kind of long, but I just want to always be very, very, very transparent about my journey um, because it's a me too. Like I've been there. It's not easy, but the leaps and the evolution involving and stepping in faith and growing and saying yes and surrendering and being obedient, like all that is so worth it because where I am right now is like where I get to serve and impact people at their, like at my highest and best self. Yeah. And it changes their lives. Like that's when you talk about shifting people and teaching them how to sell and or teaching them or moving them out of the sales position and developing a process and a strategy so they can hire someone, like yeah. it changes everything for them. And so 
yes, I'm the geek that loves sales and the woman that's super passionate about it because I understand my role in it and how I serve the people yeah. that I get to coach and consult with. Woo. Yes. Yes to all of that. Yes to all of that. But I thank you for, um, I thank you for all that context because I think it's just very honest, you know, as, as we all go through, you know, anybody listening, who's an owner wants to be an entrepreneur, et cetera, it's a process and and it doesn't happen overnight. And it is a lot of self-discovery and really figuring out what you're called to do and why, why you're here. Um, so I want to touch on that a little bit further. Um, it sounds like in, in your story that you just shared, you had a number of situations where you had to shift mindset or perspective, or I love your phrase surrender season. I might, uh, put that in my back pocket and use that at certain times. Um, (laughs) but what mindset shift do you think owners and entrepreneurs need to adapt or change when it comes to their approach with sales? Yeah, that is such a great question. And I, I love it. Here's the thing. The biggest thing that you need to shift is that it's not about your money and your bank account that you're lacking. It's not about how bad you need the sales. It's not about really growing your business and blah, blah, blah. Because if you do it the right way from a place of heart, not hustle, which is a very real thing to the point that it's a registered trademark of mine, is that when you do it the right way, those things come. Because a lot of times your energy is in the wrong place. You're focused on you know, the offer, the price, how am I going to sell it, the funnel, the pitch, the strategy call, all of that. But the focus really needs to be on this person is in front of me, whether you're having a discovery call, strategy call, coffee, whatever, and they think that you are the person to help them with whatever it is, right? The thing yeah. that you, you have to shift your mind to say, I'm sitting in this front of this person and I need to find out what they need and why they need it. And then at that point, somewhere towards the end, you can get to offer the opportunity to work with them out of integrity and if it makes Mm -hmm. sense, right? But it's really not about you. That is the underlying thing. It's not about you. It's about who you're serving and trying to get them to help them make a decision that is going to be best for them based off of what they said they need and want. And that is a journey that early on in sales of the discovery phase, right? There's all these things in the sales process you know, lead, prospect, uh, discovery, quote, pitch, close, continue. It's a number of things. And so in that process, the common theme has to be, number one, knowing you're speaking to the right person, right? Um, But number two is, it's not about you. It's about who you're serving and what it means to them. And that that is the essence. And when people understand that and they can feel that from you, it shifts everything. They're less, they are less of, um, they're less on guard about thinking you're trying to sell them something. And it becomes what we call like a consultative sale or a strategic, like it's this person's beside me. I'm actually asking for their opinion and trusting whatever they tell me to do. Yeah. Now I can say that I'm very easy because I've been doing it for over 24 years. Right. But please understand I'm, I, I don't try to be Rude and be like, it's just that simple, right? Like, it's a process. Yeah, it takes practice. It takes time. It takes practice and learning and understanding and finding out your style and discovering your own soul's voice and message. Because I tell my clients all the time, I don't need you to be me or sound like me. That's actually, no. yeah. We're here to develop your authentic soul's voice, 
message, develop your process strategy, and then put it into practice and actually role play <laughs> because you don't practice on potential clients. You practice with me. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. And I think that's so interesting. So in some of the other sales folks that I've spoken with recently, um, one of them had said, you know, I think uh, the easiest person to sell is a sales professional because they just assume that you're selling them what they need, um, and which is a, such an opposite mindset of someone like myself that has a marketing background yep. where we are so focused on convincing somebody why they should buy something yes. um, and why, you know, why, why that sale is. So I say that for anybody listening depending on wherever you are coming from or what your experience, your background is just like, I think having the awareness to just be able to name like where you are mentally in your relationship with sales and like explore that because that is, it's very liberating. And I think I love your advice on, um, it's not about you. Like, yes. And and that's also, again, so liberating. Yeah. So I love that. If you're a C-suite woman who is sick of corporate and ready to quit and start your own gig, but you're not quite sure exactly how to run a business, listen up. If you are a woman small business owner who is miserable in your business right now, you're stuck, you're in a rut, you know something needs to change, but you're not exactly sure exactly what it is, listen up. In 2023, we are hosting four quarterly workshops to support women just like you. I will be joined by a sales strategist, a tax strategist, and an accountant, and together we'll help you find your why, build a business strategy that makes your life goals come true, and get comfortable with the most uncomfortable parts of running your business. Learn more at ricksworkshops.com. That's R-I-X workshops.com. Seats are limited as these are intimate workshops and check them out because these are truly going to change the game and help you build the life that you desire. Um, okay. What limiting beliefs do you think entrepreneurs are holding that are keeping them back from being successful in sales? Ooh, okay. Let's go there. All righty. So one limiting belief is what happens if they say no? So a lot of times because people are afraid of the no, they won't fully show up in that sales call or conversation strategy call, let's call it a strategy call, right? First of all, they don't show up because they're afraid to get to a no. So number two, it's obviously the common thing of like, what I do is not special. Does anybody want it, need Mm. it? All of this stuff where what happens is, I always say the three pillars to sell success are communication, energy, and then the sales process, which sales process drops into strategy. And then communication and energy are part of the mindset bucket. You don't do anything absent from your mindset, nothing. And so communication and energy are very much wrapped up in that. So if you're communicating and your energy is coming across as I'm not the person for you because I don't think that you need me. I don't think I'm good enough. I think I have to prove something. I think I actually have to coach or give you solutions on the call, which means you walk away for free with free information. So you're not going to hire me anyway, or I've talked too much or I really have not even asked you questions. And I'm talking more about what I'm talking about than them. Like all of that mess, you think you're hiding it. And every bit of that is being translated to that potential person on the other side. And the reason why I say that is, especially because we're in the very much in the day and age of like a very conscious buyer, right? Meaning we are able to see whoever we want to buy from everywhere. 
Instagram, yeah. LinkedIn, da, 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 their message, blah, their products, their website, everything. So then when we engage with them and even in like in stories, right? They're like, oh, I'm picking up this person's personality and where they live and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, I really feel connected to that person, right? Because there's a million people that do what we do, right? There's not just yeah. one. Well, there's one Natasha, me. <laughs> DNA wise, yes. But there's other yeah. people, right? Sure. I want to say this. I'm not for everybody. And that's sure. okay. But yeah. your person is watching you. So they schedule a strategy call with you. They drop in and they have this expectation of you that you've been marketing from, right? You've been marketing from that place. You've been showing up as your authentic self and hopefully you're not doing any crazy, wacky, spammy marketing. And it actually is authentic to you. It's your voice, your product, you do, right? You're serving your audience in that way. So they already see you in a high regard and they're thinking, I need this person. I really like him, his or her style. They drop into the call. You're over there with your insecurities. They're expecting you to show up, lead, guide them, give them the solution if it's right for them. And you're over here like this being a half of a person than who you are because you're in your head thinking, am I good enough? Are they going to say yes? It's all of the head trash. Usually that stuff comes from just fear, right? The different buckets. I always talk about that in the fear to face cycle that I keynote on. That's, but it's, it's mindset. And Literally, your subconscious is at play more than you know. And that's why I also talk to my clients very, very much about we always talk about mindset. And I walk them through understanding how do you shift yourself from fear to faith? How do you understand subconscious and shifting those thoughts to conscious? How do you take small actions? How do you better make choices from a place of truth and fear? So the bottom line is, is it's all of that head trash. Am I good enough? Or you're so busy talking so much that you're trying to sell and convince somebody on the call. And they're like, basically, can you be quiet and let me tell you my problems? Because I really want to talk about me. Yeah. understands my problems. But you're in your head, self-limiting belief, thinking, I have to prove. I have to talk. I have to prove. I have to showcase and make them like me and buy me. Mm-hmm. That is not it. So no. it's Because things. it's not about you, right? That part. There you go. Plus, it's not about you. You're like, oh, I'm able to show up as me. But yeah. still leading that person. You're leading yeah. the call, but you're doing it by talking very little. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay. So if we were to take that, um, if we were to take, so we've got the the limiting beliefs, we've got the mindset shifts, we've got all of that. Now, for anybody listening who's like, okay, now just tell me how to make a freaking sales process that is not going to kill me, Right. Um, what would you say are the fundamental steps? Because I know uh, one thing I also want to call it that you said was um, it has to be authentic to that person, right? It's not like a, you know, oh, I'm just going to pull this templated sales process from Google and this will work for me. So talk to me about how do we build those scalable, sustainable sales processes in an authentic nature for ourselves and hopefully, if we can, at some point, make it so that it's not entirely um, dependent on us. Yeah, I would say this, and I'm going to be honest, as far as building a sales process, a true sales process and really doing the work, go work with somebody because it's not your lane. That's not something you do on yeah. your own. It's just like, I don't do marketing my business. That's not my lane, right? Mm-hmm. Even with sales, my own self, I hired someone because I have all this in my head and I know how to build it, but I need someone else's eyes on it. Now, obviously, it's not like you just need someone else's eyes on it. You need someone to guide you through how to build it. But what I will say is, is that the basis, the very basic, when you think about 
if let's say you're not in a place where you can invest yet, right? Because that's real for some people. Yeah, for sure. If you're at a place where you can't invest yet. You need to think of it this way. Your sales process, the bare minimum needs to consist of this strategy call. So how do I talk to and get face-to-face with the person that I'm selling? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What does that process look like for you to get there? Then when you get there, what does it look like? What are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. Asking questions, you're discovering and uncovering, right? Then the next piece is once you get out of sales call, then it's more about pricing, follow-up, close. Those are the bare minimum basics of a sales okay. process. Now, the work that you do, I mean, it's like, why consult? Why? I mean, why even work with a consulting firm, um, a sales firm? Um, it's why I coach, right? That stuff is like, it's a lot of work on the back end, right? It takes time to oh, yeah. there's a process and then understanding your idea. It's a lot that goes into it. But I think at the very, very minimum, very bit, bit, bare minimum is understanding that those four pieces, those four stages must mm-hmm. be established. For you to have at least a rinse and repeat type system. And so like in a keynote, I go through those stages and what do you do? What's needed? And then how do you act and operate in that? Right. Because it's not just a, here it is. Like you, you're actually the person in it, right? Oh, like yeah. you are the sales person. You're and that's lead, the majority. You're, yes. Yes. You are the person walking through that. And then you obviously want to strengthen that process so that eventually you can move yourself out. You can actually really operate more CEO or visionary, integrator, whatever you are, and then bring someone in to actually follow that process who is a sales rep who can do that for you. So, but that, I would say that is the easiest way to explain it of the basic is to ensure that you have those pieces in place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I love um, the transition there. And and I think we, you know, we know this, but it's, it's nice to hear it repeated is like, you have to go through it yourself. You have to sell first. In yes. order for you to have any hope of somebody else selling in the way that you want your company to be sold. Finally, yeah. that part right there, <laughs> that part right there is I tell people, they'll be like, but I'm not, I'm not in sales. I don't like to sell. I'm like, but you're in this business, right? You're the entrepreneur, right? Yeah. It's you're your business. It's your business. And you don't have a sales rep. And this is what happens too. People are like, I don't like selling. So I'm just going to hire somebody. Okay, so then they hire somebody to sell. There's no process, there's no strategy, and they definitely don't know how to communicate or train that stuff that's in their brain because it's their baby, their business. Yeah. So then said person comes in, said person really can't make an impact or close because there's nothing there for them to follow. There's no process, there's no strategy, there's there's no sales messaging, there's none of that. So then the owner, the CEO gets frustrated at that person and they're like, they're supposed to be doing this. They're not good enough. And my first question is, is do you have a sales process or strategy for them to follow? Mm-hmm. For them to rinse and repeat, do you have it? And they'll be like, once, sometimes we'll be like, what is that? Which that's the majority. So don't knock yourself if you don't know what a sales process is. It's okay. Most yeah. people don't. Because um, most people don't go to school and learn sales. Like you don't. Um, yeah. But coming from sales companies, backgrounds, I mean, like they, we have training departments and research and it's a whole thing, but most people don't have that. So the frustration shouldn't lie with the person you hired. It should lie with you because you have not taken the time to hire someone to help you develop a sales process strategy so that that person can then implement. Right. So it's, yeah. 
It's a process and you must own it yourself because it's your baby and no one will be able to articulate it or sell it like you can. Yeah, I know that's the unfortunate truth, (laughs) but, but I love, you know, I, I a hundred percent agree with everything that you're saying because, and it's true for everything, right? Like we think about sales, sure. But we think about operations, et cetera, like anything that you don't want to solely be responsible for in your business needs a process. Yes. And needs the resources and the training so that we can set our team up for success. Yes. And I say this as like, I have been guilty of this myself. I have absolutely done exactly what you just said. Like, I, yep, everything you said, I was like, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we learn, right? You have to learn. So, you know better, you do better. So now everybody, you're not going to do that, right? But yeah. it's literally, it's why I have a job. I mean, it's why yeah. it's because people do that. They make the mistake and then they figure out like, wait, okay, I've hired three people. I'm wasting time and money. And they're all, their complaints are similar. You're like, oh, this is a me thing. This is a business yeah. thing. And so I have to get that fixed, right? And so they yeah. come. And so it's it's okay. It's okay. Most people don't know. And I always say this, I don't know how it happens, but it's part of like my mission. It's like people think about all the other things when they think about building a business, marketing, brand, logos, social media, strategy, content, ads, leads, yada, yada, yada. Um, well, they don't really even call them leads, but they're just thinking about the business stuff and building it, pricing. Yeah. And then they start selling it. And then they get frustrated because it's not selling. And I'm like, oh, but you forgot you need sales. sales process. I'm like, gee, it's like yeah. one of those foundational pieces because a business, the definition of a business is selling of goods or services. Okay. If we're not selling, that's a problem, right? It's a hobby. That, Kylie, it's a hobby. And I yeah. tell people, I'm like, I tell my women all the time, it is not enough to be passionate. You must also be profitable. Yes. Okay? So profitable means we have to sell it, right? And so I get people that come to me in two different pains. There's either one, I'm very new and they're kind of like, am I too early to work with you? I'm like, no, you are sure. perfect. Yeah. You're right there where I want you. But I mean, I work with people in any part of the spectrum, but then there's people that come to me and they're like, I'm in pain. Like, oh yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my business. I need to do something quick and I need to like start working with you ASAP. Right. So there's that spectrum and I can help any, but I, if you're listening, you need to invest in sales coaching way before you think you need to do. Just like yep. you need a bookkeeper in your business way before you think you need one, right? Yep. There's just certain things that you just, they're non-negotiable. All of the frilly things, I tell people, I'm gonna be honest, you can sell anything with a Zoom link and a way to take somebody's payment. Yep. In a world where we think we need all these 15 million things, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, it's, we overcomplicate it. And I know we do have to have social presence and all that kind of stuff. I'm yeah, not saying sure. you need to prioritize your investments. Yeah. And especially as you're running a business and thinking about ROI and cash flow, like how do you think there's going to be anything to flow if there's no cash coming in? (laughs) That part. Yeah. That is Um, so good. How is it going to flow if you have no cash flow coming in? Yeah. Um, Natasha, I want to ask quickly, um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your Heart Not Hustle and your Hello Clients, Hello Cash programs? Because I know you've mentioned it a little bit, but I want to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So sell with heart, not hustle is just the mantra, the the thing, the way we do things here, the process. So I do a lot of that it, in one-on-one coaching, right? That's where that really goes deep and we build, we're together, building the process out, the strategy, role play, practice. 
um, helping you get deals over. So gapping out, doing all that kind of work, right? That's with me one-on-one, but Hello Clients, Hello Cash allows way more people to access it. It is a sales course, tons of testimonials. We ran it for years. It's available whenever people want it. So you don't have to worry about my schedule, capacity, speaking, consulting. I'm all over the place, right? You don't have to worry about that. And it walks you through how to build out your sales process, right? Basic to the point videos for me, there's stuff on mindset, um, pricing, follow-up, closing, strategy call, how to run a strategy call, how to build it. What do you need to have in place? It takes you from front to back. And so it's self-led. And um, I absolutely love that program. I've built that program. And if anybody's ever built a course, you know, it takes, if you do it right, it takes a lot of time and a lot of investment. And I love that program though, because it, it, it works because we ran it live way before we ever made it available, like kind of evergreen where people can whenever they want to. We ran it live for several, probably about two years, quarter after quarter after quarter. And it just, those are a lot of the testimonials on there on the website page. It just is, it's a beautiful program. And it's it's something I'm super proud of and that I absolutely love because it works and it's the lower investment. That's also what I want to, because the reality is we have 15 million things that we could be investing in and paying for. And it's hard when you're an entrepreneur, you're doing this, you're working your bottom off. And it's like, Sometimes you just don't have it, but this is beyond affordable, beyond affordable. So Okay. Um, is it appropriate to ask what is the going rate? Yes. So you can start as low as, I think it's like $199. Okay. Yeah, and, that's affordable. <laughs> I mean, and it's like maybe like four payments. So you're not even like paying for crazy amounts of months and months and months. It's not like that. And I can actually give you... um Detail price because I don't keep up with that in my head. <laughs> yeah, I know. As we have all the pricing, forwarded, it was used to be a mastermind. It was live, and it was one price. And I'm like, no, we're gonna just clear this I, and make it all one thing because we used to have premium where people could get to me and yeah. have calls with me. We used to run it in different ways, and now we just stripped it. And it's like here it is because so that way because when we were doing it with premium, I was still coaching in it some. Yeah, which is hard. Yeah, it's hard because then it's scheduling, right? And so we're like, no, we just need to make this accessible to people. And so people can either do one-on-one coaching or VIP day, or they can do their own thing and do Hello Clients, Hello Cash. So pay in full, here you go, $6.99 pay in full, or either two payments of $3.69 or four payments of $1.99. And that's what it is for right now. This podcast live forever. So I can't promise you it's going to be that cheap. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's going to be a separate like initiative or like panel or something we do on all of the different ways we've taken the content we've created and we've transformed it and wound up in a digital course. So that we'll, we'll get, we'll explore that one. Um, but I want to be mindful of your time. Uh, Natasha, you are amazing and you have done so many amazing things here. What is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Oof. Oh my gosh. This part. It is not about the money and the hustle, truly, truly. It's about the people you get to serve because no one has to buy anything from you. The impact you make on them. So it's not one thing, but you get in one sentence, the impact you make on them. And then also what it provides for you to have opportunities, experience, time, whatever your thing is, whatever your reason behind why you said yes to this and what it gives you. When you put out right, you get back all of that. And I have had to go through seasons of hustle and understanding that's not it. It's not it. 
It's about the journey and you have to trust it. And it's never going to look one way. So just keep going, just keep going, but do not get caught up in the hustle. I'm telling you, it's not about that. And the culture and social media will make you think that don't get spun down or spun up. Watch out, be careful. Um, Cause it's so not about that because you'll miss it. You'll miss all the joys. You'll miss all the opportunities just by being so chasing money. It's just, it's wild how it looks online nowadays. It's just, yeah. and it gets a lot of people and a lot of people get burned that way. And so um, I've learned it's not about that at all. I love that. The impact. I mean, the relationships that I get to have with my clients, like that is like food to my soul. The impact, how it impact, impacts their family, right? Like when you have money in somebody's hands and you help them, I always say, women, stop being afraid of money. Stop yeah, being afraid go of get it. money. When good people get money in their hands, we do good yep. things. And that's when yes. we do good things. We tithe, we do out to our community, we donate, we blah, blah, blah. We build a business, we hire other people, we give them opportunities. Like, so don't, don't do that. I'm not saying don't go after the money. Yes, get all the money. Take everybody's money. Take everybody's money that you can, that you know you can impact and serve. Yes. In integrity. So. I love and that. codes for your community. Um, for Hello Clients, Hello Cash, there's a code. Um, it's. The code is Aloma. Hello. Aloma. I mean, hello, simple. $200 off and they can go to NatashaHemingway.com backslash Aloma. So E-L-O-M-A. And it's my last name is two M's, y'all. Because people <laughs> will email me like, I don't understand. I'm like, well, it's two M's. Well, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah. But it's for your community, that special page, the um, special link on uh, the backslash Aloma and then the code Aloma for $200 off. And then also to... There's a free gift that will be down in the show notes too, which is just natashaway.com backslash freebie. And that gives people access to the very first module of the course, which is that reset on sales. I love it. Little thump in the head and get your, get your mind right. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Natasha. Um, Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, Okay. So you gave us those unique links. If anybody wants to reach out to you specifically, what's the best way for them to contact you? I would just say, go to hello at natashahemingway.com. Shoot me an email. Don't social media. I mean, I'll respond back over there, but I might not catch it because I'm not in there every day. Okay. All right. Awesome. Um, For all of our listeners, if you have enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I have, please take a moment to leave a review wherever you're listening. And Natasha, thank you so much for all of your words of wisdom and your honesty and transparency. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing what you do. I've heard a lot about you. I have looked and researched the work that you do. So thank you for serving in the way that you do and impacting and giving us an opportunity to slow down and really share, right? Because that for me is important. It's not to come in here and just drop tips and talk about how great I am. Like I want people to hear my voice and know my story so that they walk away knowing that they can actually make it through all of the things that they go through. But that doesn't happen without um, intentional leaders and entrepreneurs like yourself who give people space to do that and you create the community so that your community has that impact and connection. So thank you for doing what you do, Kylie. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, Natasha. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I mean it. (laughs) To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com. 